What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Content is King. Uh, this is our second episode. Uh, I'm super excited. A lot of people on uh, YouTube and a couple on Anchor and Spotify. Really excited about it. Um, you guys seem to really enjoy the content I was bringing. Um, a lot of people on Facebook, uh, I put out an ad kind of showcasing this. And oh my gosh, you know, I, I had a little bit extra money. I also used that credit that I showed you guys in the last one. And I have, a, you know, I, I've had stuff just pop up on my, on my channel constantly. Uh, I've, I've talked to about eight or nine different people about content creation stuff. It's been amazing. It's been really cool. Um, so that's been a really neat thing to, for me to be able to see. So you might be wondering what we're going to be talking about in this one. If you haven't already read, uh, actually, I might find a funny way to make it like, so you don't know exactly what's going on, but we're going to talk about the, the follow problem. Now, this is a term that we kind of made up in the car the other day because I brought it up to everybody, uh, but I have gotten approached a couple of times, um, and, and it's something that when I was starting out, I didn't really understand why it was bad for me and why I shouldn't be doing it, so I want to talk to you guys so that way you guys can share it around, and everybody already talks about it a lot, but there's still people doing it, which means that there's more we need to talk about. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to talk about this follow problem. And so what is the follow problem, right? Well, the follow problems follow for follow. Now you might've heard follow for follow. I prefer, um, when you see hashtag F four F I prefer, I prefer flex for follow. So, you know, you know, get a little flex in there. Um, thank you for awkward Tyson for that one. Right. Um, but this mentality of follow for follow is basically, uh, if you follow me, I'll follow you. Okay, that sounds great, right? That means I have more people following me. That means I have bigger numbers. That means anybody that's looking to sponsor me, uh, anything like that, it, it looks amazing, right? Oh man, I have 10K followers. I'm following 10K people. That's awesome. That's what brands want to see. But my interactions and my engagement on my tweets on my Instagram is abysmal. Because having a follow number doesn't build legitimacy in your content. It just doesn't. I want you to, I really want you to let that sink in. Numbers don't equal quality. Your follow number does not determine your content. It doesn't determine how good. It doesn't determine how bad it is. If you know what you're talking about and if you're bringing forth quality content, people are going to find that. People are going to see that. People are going to like that. That's what I'm trying to do for you guys. I want to bring quality content. I want to tell you guys what I've learned over my years help you out. Do I have the numbers of, of a partnered streamer? No, I don't. And I'm, I'm a hundred percent fair with that, but I'm a logical thinker. I have a degree in physics and I've been streaming for five years. I see a lot of things. I don't, I don't respond to a lot of things. I don't work on brand marketing as much as I probably should, but I'm trying to change that too. And I'm trying to show you guys that. So Here's, here's why you should avoid follow for follow. All right. So the effect it has on your brand, it basically goes to show that you're willing to endorse anybody else, whether you agree with them or not. And you want them on your timeline. You want to fill up everything with all these people that you know, nothing about. You look at their content. You have no idea what's going on with it at all. And you're okay with that. It makes your brand look cheap. So just follow for follow. Now, I want to say, 
following every person whose content you enjoy is fine. And them following you back is fine. Panda followed me because he enjoyed my content. He told me he was looking to get into streaming. I followed him back so I could check out his content. And now I drug his butt all the way over to freaking Ohio for a New Year's bash. So, like, there is a thing to be said about networking in these instances and stuff like that. But we're going we're gonna to talk about networking later. But follow for follow, it, it creates a hollow community for you. And that's not, that's not good either. You want to have an interactive community. Your community makes everything about what you're going to do in the next 2, 5, 10, 20 years of making content. Your community defines you and you define your community because your number one person that you're selling content to is yourself. And people who are like-minded with you that like your content, that like what you're doing are going to come to it because what you do is you always have to market to your preferred customer. I did a preferred customer thing with a friend a while ago who's in marketing and doing a lot of that stuff. I sat down with her and I said, who's my number one? Who, who am I trying to sell content to? I looked back at it. It's me. I'm trying to sell content to myself. If I can sell myself on my content, there's people that will be like me that also want my content. And so if you're doing a follow for follow, yeah, you might find like two or three people that happen to enjoy your content. But if you're getting thousands, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of followers, just because you're following back and forth, the funny thing is they like to scam you on it and it's hollow. They won't engage with your posts. They won't talk to you. They won't let you know how your stream's going. And then they'll unfollow you once they have your follow, which is what I noticed because I fell into this trap when I first started on Twitter too. I had lots of people who were following me and I'd follow them back because I was like, oh, they're following me. I'll follow them. Yeah, we'll interact and everything. That's not how it works. Finding people that you connect with, finding people whose content you actually enjoy is what matters. And so these false numbers that get pulled up, they inflate everything about your content, but it's not showing people what your content is. I can't see how your content actually is now, or I, I, I have an idea of what it should be. So I've already made this predetermined judgment of your content, right? Then I go and I look at your content. And it doesn't match what my brain thinks. I'm signing you off. I want to be able to make good influencer relationships. I want to be able to make good business moves as well as good friendships. Because you're not, you're not going to like every single person. There's going to be people that are really good for you business wise. Cause streaming is a business, whether you believe it or not, it's a very community driven business. And there are people that you might not like talk to every day, might not be best friends, might just be acquaintances with, um, but it's not necessarily like, it's weird to talk about. And I, I, you know, it's 2020, right? Happy 2020, by the way, but screw it. Who cares about the taboos streaming's business? It is. And there are people that you can connect with that you can bring good things for them in their community and they can bring good things for you and yours. And that's just how it is. That doesn't mean you talk every day, but you guys can share content. You guys can collaborate. You guys can do stuff and understand, no, we don't have to be best friends, but we both understand that there is a good business aspect to working with each other. 
I like your brand. I like what you're doing with it. I want to support that and I want to show it off to my community. Now, a lot of times when you do network, you end up becoming friends with those people. I don't think I have a single person that has just a business contact. Uh, my business contacts generally happen when I'm at a con and I get business cards so I can reach out to these people later and be like, hey, uh, I met you here. I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you more. I want to know that that's more of a business contacty aspect, I guess, if you will. But if you're, if you're doing follow for follow and stuff, one, it's one, it seems, it, I don't know why, but, and I, and I understand the mentality because it helps you grow, but everybody that's in the streaming and content creation community will look at it and will basically sign you off because it seems lazy. You're not willing to give any full engagement to all the people that you're following. It's impossible to do it. People don't want to do it to you. You know, it's, it's a weird thing and follow for follow sounds great on paper, but every time people go for it, it falls apart and it turns into a pyramid scheme of who started it first. And now they get all the, the benefits and another reward. That's one of my problems with some of the follow for follow channels on Twitch. Um, there's one I'm thinking about that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how they're doing, but I did follow them cause I was curious. I checked it out and it's, it's just posting their own links in the entire channel. And, but the thing is, everybody's hanging out in that one channel, not going around and interacting. So how is that actually helping you? It's just bringing a hub for everybody to hang out. Now, if people are networking, if they're talking, if they're getting to relate on each other's interests, then it's worthwhile. And that's where the fine, there's a, such a fine line between follow for follow and networking. I'm going to get to that next because I have one last thing about like why uh, another reason to avoid it. And that's going to be because it honestly, it looks like you're botting a lot of times. Now you might be like, well, what's, what's botting? Okay. Botting is basically inflating your numbers using a program or a bot buying views, buying follows. Uh, it can come across that you're doing that when you do follow for follow as well, because your numbers are inflated from where they should be. And it looks sketchy. Why do you have 14,000 followers, but only three people in your chat are talking? That doesn't look good on you, Haas. It just doesn't. That's not a great thing. And yeah, there are communities where that, you know, um, a good example would be somebody like Grand Pooh Bear or Professor Broman or um, Say No to Rage. All three of these people. Big, big streamers on which love them, great people, all that stuff. Uh, their numbers actually make it look like they don't have a lot of people in chat. Like it seems seem a little weird. Well, the thing is with that is that they have a lot of people who lurk. And yes, lurkers are an aspect of it. And that does not mean that somebody's botting just because they have people that are at work and not talking. Um, And so that's, there's another fine line. Like, don't go walking around being like, oh, you, you have 14,000 people in your stream. Why, do, why are only three of them talking right now? Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Okay. That's okay. There's a lot of fine lines. And I know. You're probably like, kill. You're confusing me because there's so much going on. They're like, what is right? What's wrong? There's no clear cut. You have to find that for yourself, which also sucks. 
because you need to find out, okay, who should I follow back? Who should I not follow back? Who's people that I can build with and who's people that I can't? And how can I make it so that way it doesn't look like I'm botting? Well, and that's by making connections. So that's what's the better alternative, right? That's, that's where we're going to move on to is the better alternative is networking. Now, networking is, there's a lot of different terms of it. And I'm sure that if I wanted to right now, I could give you um, a uh, networking business definition. Um, so networking is a socioeconomic business activity by which business people and entrepreneurs, by the way, every single one of you, that's a content creator. You're also known as an entrepreneur. So have fun with that job title as well. Uh, and you meet to form business relationships and to recognize, create, or act upon business opportunities. That's what networking is now. When you talk about networking in a streaming and content creator circle, it is generally the word becomes frowned upon because a lot of people see it as a very cutthroat, very attacking, very, I'm taking a business opportunity from you so I can get your viewers when it's never intended to be like that. What we've turned it into in the community has actually turned into a toxic thing. Just straight up has, and I've watched it. Over the years, because there are at least once or twice in 2020, you'll see on Twitter, streamer Twitter will be arguing about the word networking at least once or twice this year. They did it like three or four times last year. We're going to beat the dead horse. It's going to happen once or twice again. And so at that point in time, you got to understand what true, true networking is in a business sense. A business sense, it's a partnership, um, a collaboration. Frito and Lay won't necessarily, so Frito Lay's and Pepsi won't necessarily be best friends, but they might be able to be like, oh, well, hey, you know, Pepsi can be like, hey, we got this new Mountain Dew coming out. Could we market it with like one of your, one of your chips and work together and actually get us both together? So that way we can reach out to these gamers when the new Call of Duty comes out. That's networking and that's building a business connection. That's a business opportunity. They can work together and market something for a greater population that affects them both positively. Not all networking will be positive. I'm going to preface this. Not every single person you work with in your life will be a positive person or positive for your brand. You will not be positive for everybody's brand. You won't. There are brands you fit with. There's brands I fit with. If you're cursing a lot, you're a very lewd 18 plus streamer. My brand will not work well with your brand all the time. Now there are exceptions to the rule. Again, I, I pointed out Panda earlier in this podcast. Panda's an 18 plus streamer. And yeah, now he's back there because he just got done with a shower. So he's an 18 plus streamer. I'm a teen streamer because I'm a teacher. We found a way to be symbolic with each other and help each other out. Neither one of us is a parasite on the other one. Neither one of us is trying to get above the other one. Neither one of us is trying to steal the other person's viewers. We make content together because we enjoy each other's company. <clears throat> we have a good back and forth. It also helps that we're friends. That's a massive help because that's what networking in the streaming world is closer related to is building a relationship and building a friendship in that aspect. It's much different because business 
we are we are single five people teams of business, right? Like if you have a content team, <clears throat> then you are like you've got some more people to help you out with that stuff, which is awesome and I love it. And I wish that I had the funds to sit back and pay people to help me out because that would be amazing. And I'm working on trying to get an editor right now. Um, need him to answer me more, but that's a sidetrack. Thing is with networking and how it works, it's a very businessy, but also friendshipy. And in the streamer world, there is a disconnect between that. And that's, that was the last argument I saw on Twitter. I think it was around August or October, August to October, somewhere in there. They were arguing cause it's, it's business, uh, business networking isn't bad. And we shouldn't have to have a taboo on the word networking just because everybody thinks of it as this like dirty, slimy business thing. Oh, he's going to steal my viewers. <laughs> okay. If you're really worried that somebody's going to steal your viewers, then obviously you haven't built your community up well enough. Not to mention, if I have somebody that's watching me, but they fit better in Panda's community, I want them to go there. I want the best for my community. Just like most things, that, right? That's what makes us different from businesses. We're people. We care. We're not, we're not a collective. We're, we're small groups. And we, we do these things. And we want, I, I personally want to see other people thrive. If I have created content with somebody else and I have a viewer walk up to me and be like, yo, I, I'm not probably going to be around as much, or I notice that they're not around as much, but we're both in that other person's stream. Yeah. It sucks a little bit because it's like, well, they were my regular. Now they're your regular. That kind of sucks. I lost a regular, but they found somewhere they like more. They found content that fits with them more. And that's not a bad thing. And I think that scares us. But if you're really worried about, you know, just because of somebody's looks a certain way, if they act a certain way or something like that, you want to avoid networking with them because you're worried they're going to steal your views. Well, as every single other person on Twitter and in the streaming world that has a level head will tell you, make better content. If the quality of your content has to worry about whether or not somebody can see more of my more of my skin that's a problem your content should not be reflective of anything like that because that's you know you say it out loud and you, just, you sit there and you just want to be like that's just dumb it's just dumb you have to make content that is good sometimes you're going to have to go farther because other people might have advantages um Buddy Roe, who's also here with us, I don't know if he's going to pop his head in or not, but Roe is amazingly good at PvP. He likes doing account recoveries. He likes doing carries when Trials was a big thing in Destiny 2, uh, in Destiny 1, and even a little bit in Destiny 2 before they decided to pull it out. He, he does that stuff. He likes that stuff. He's good at that stuff. He has a skill that I don't have. He has PVP skill. He's very good in a player versus player situation. Much better than I am. He has that over me. So what do I have to do? Okay, Kill, how can you make better content? I have to be funnier than Ro is. Straight up, I have to be more entertaining in one way, shape, or form 
if I want to be better than him as a content creator. I had to bring some sort of quality content that matches my skills. Now, that doesn't mean I'm trying to take the people that are watching him, but if I'm going to look at it as the competitive aspect of I have to be able to do well so that way I can see more people because if I'm a little bit higher in the directory than him, I have a better chance. I have to find something that can make my content more entertaining than his. That means if I have to rage or make fun of or find something to make PvP more entertaining than just seeing somebody with straight skill, I have to figure that out and I have to pull it forward. Which I've gone off on a, a very wonderful tangent about building your own content. So I guess you're welcome for that. That was not my intention because I, I want to talk I wanted to talk about networking and this follow for follow mentality. Um back to what I was saying about networking is there's nothing wrong with building with people. And I know why I got all distracted. You should not worry about somebody else's content, taking people away from yours. If you're making quality content, if anything, you should both be boosting each other up. So more people can find both of you. That's the point of co-streaming on mixer, right? Mixer has the great idea of co-streaming and Twitch has it for partners where you guys can all stream together. And so you can see all the screens on one. Right. Um, and there's also plenty of multi streams out there like rare drop. I love rare drops. This is amazing. That's the one I use personally. Cadgar used to be a big one that everybody used. Um, and I think there was like a multi stream.io or something like that too. I, I, there was a lot. I personally prefer rare drops. Rare drops is amazing. I love rare drop. Everything they've done as a company has been spectacular. And with that, what that does, a good networking aspect is working with somebody. So we're both higher up in the directory because uh, let's say uh, Panda is averaging 10. I'm averaging 10. If we're both averaging 10 and we have 10 people in each of our chats and we decide to co-stream and none of it overlaps, we now have 20 people watching us, which now has put us exponentially higher in the directory, which is why us as a good business sense should co-stream with each other every once in a while because we help boost each other up to have better discoverability in the platform. And that's a good business aspect. Now, the side effect of it is we're not a business. We're not run by a board of trustees. We're not trying to just make money. We're trying to build something here that's more community-based. So we end up finding similar interests. We have to talk. We have to be able to bounce off of each other, and it creates friendships. Which is why networking is so tough. Sometimes because you're like, I want to network and talk to that person, but I don't really necessarily know that I'll, I'll be good friends with them. I don't know that I'll be good with that. And, and that's not something that we should be scared of. Sorry. There's, that's not something that we should be scared of moving forward, but it's something to be aware of because being able to go and build a friendship with somebody is also good. They want to see you thrive. You want to see them thrive, but it's not necessarily needed to network. That's, that's the, that's the nitty gritty of it. You do not have to be friends with somebody to co-stream with them. You don't. Now, if you happen to be friends afterwards, awesome. And that doesn't mean be a jerk to them and treat them like trash. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, it's okay to just stream with somebody to stream with somebody. See if you guys can build anything together. See if you guys, are beneficial to each other. And if you're not, okay, sweet. We just won't co-stream again. And that's fine. There is nothing wrong with that. 
And there might be times where you're like, you know, I really do like this person. I didn't get much out of us co-streaming, but they're so awesome. I'm going to do it again anyway. And that's the other part of networking is that you've built a friendship. You built somebody that wants to work with you. That's why you see so many stream teams. You see so many groups of people that are coming together because they're like-minded and they're trying to connect in a similar purpose. And so what's better for you than follow the, for follow is finding people that you connect with and that you make good content for. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't shoot your shot. If you see a dude that gets 10 times as much viewership as you, and you really are like, you know what? I'm going to go bigger. I'm going to go home. Something I learned from Professor Broman is to make a footage reel. Make a trailer. Make a portfolio of your content, of stuff you're proud of showing that shows the best moments of you. Because if you can show somebody the best moments of you and they can find some fault in it, they can help you grow. They can help make those best parts better, which will then trickle down and make the worst parts of you better. Because then you'll just, you know, you can grow off those. And if you're being able to share that content of what you like to do and who you are, you can share that and do so much more with just that little bit than anything else. A 15 minute trailer saves me from skimming through three hours worth of VODs to find out who you are. A five-minute trailer saves me two hours and 50 minutes. And time is everything in this industry. Time is everything in everything. Like, you don't get time back. It's the only currency that we can constantly have to pay forward that we don't get back. Like, there is no return on time. It is what it is. Like, you, you, you spend it, it's gone which is why you have to make your content worthwhile, which is why you have to be able to push stuff forward and get people to be there. Cause you have every time when you're making content, you have 10 seconds before somebody decides whether or not they want to be there anymore. 10 seconds before they click away. It's the way it is, which is why I hope you've made it to minute 26 of this stuff, because I hope it's engaging. I hope it's helpful to you. Um, and that's, that's the big thing is, is when you're trying to network and when you're trying to do these things, when you're trying to avoid a mentality of, I'm just going to click a button. So you'll click a button. So I'll click a button. So you'll click a button. So we can both look like we know what we're doing and you actually build relationships and prove that you know what you're doing. Companies are going to want to talk to you. Companies not going to want to talk to you. If you have 10,000 viewers on Twitter or 10,000 followers on Twitter, but only a hundred interactions per tweet. That's not a lie. You need to be having, you need to, you need to figure out how your stuff can be more engaging. And if you're doing a follow for follow mentality, then you need to, in all honesty, what I did was I wiped that out. Anybody that I was not, that was not following me back that I looked at their, I would look at their profile and I'd be like, do I want to follow you? No. Okay. So I removed them and there were some people I went through and I was like, you know what? I don't like your content. I'm unfollowing you anyway. And that's okay. Just because I don't like your content doesn't mean I don't like you as a person. I just don't like what you're putting up on Twitter. I don't want to see it. There's a lot of people. I followed people because they retweet a lot of 18 plus stuff. And I don't want that on my timeline. I want to be able to feel like I'm safe to look at my timeline, whether I'm out in public or I'm at work on a break and not have to worry about seeing something that's 18 plus going through scrolling on my timeline. 
but I unfollow those people and that's okay because networking and building these ideas is, is what you need to be doing. You need to be building and finding content that you like to ingest as well as being able to put out content that you would like to ingest so you can find people that want to ingest your content. And sometimes it's very narrow content. Sometimes it's incredibly broad content and that's great. And then also finding ways to change it up so that way you can do that. But that's, you know, I'm not going to talk about differentiation on content right now. That is not what this is about. I think just at the end of the day, through all of this half hour of rambling, because I, I think this is going to be a good, a good length for this one. Um, is honestly just avoid being hollow on social media because you don't know anything about somebody's content. You're just like, hey, follow me, I'll follow you. That's comes across as selfish. It comes across as uncaring, and it just shows that people might that. It shows a hollowness and it inflates numbers in a way that you don't want. It gives a false sense of who you are as a content creator and you need to avoid it at all costs. If you like somebody's content, follow them. If you want them to talk to you, interact with their tweets, interact with their Instagram, interact with their Facebook, go to their streams, talk to them, get to know them. Get into a, a position where you feel like you could be like, hey, you know, you're doing this thing really well. I'm also really in, uh, you're doing, you do a lot of destiny. I'm really into destiny. We look at doing a night where we raid together and just see if we are, or, or, or play strikes or go play crucible and just see if we kind of connect enough to kind of, kind of work together and kind of grow something. Go for it. Do it up. There's nothing wrong with that. Shoot your shot. And if you want somebody to be able to like ingest your content so that way they can give you critiques so they can help you out or anything like that, Make a footage reel, make a portfolio that you can send to them and be like, hey, here's the content that I make. Here's what I do. I want you to be able to see it to see if you actually like what I'm doing. And if you do, awesome. And if you don't, awesome. And then never hold it against somebody just because they're not super okay with your content. They might love you as a human being, but they might not want to see what you're posting on their timeline. And that's okay. That's fine too. We're all different. At the end of the day, I hope that you guys are doing amazing. Um, please share the podcast if you guys enjoy it. Please like it. Uh, if you're on YouTube, comment. If you guys want to, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on my Facebook. My Facebook's incredibly active right now. I love everything about it. Um, it's great. Now, that all being said, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Stay awesome. Uh, I will see you guys in the next one. Adios.